Hello and welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep together in God's Word so that we can live lives of unshakable faith. My name is Ben Jacobson. I am one of the pastors at Hope Lutheran Church here in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am joined today by my colleague, Steph Jordheim. Welcome, Steph. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. How are you doing today? Doing great. Oh, good. We're going to talk about rules today. Uh, because the the Israelites who are wandering in the wilderness, they need some rules to figure out how to live. I and love I, rules. Yeah. Met me. No. <laughs> <laughs> rules are tough. I think we all have a, a, a strained relationship with rules. You know, I think when we're on the receiving end of them, sometimes that's hard. But then I think when we get to the place in our lives where we we need to give rules to others... We see the purpose and the importance of that and the gift of that. So, Steph, growing up, uh, no doubt you had rules imposed upon you. Were any of those stick out as, uh, do any of those stick out as, yeah, I remember that rule that I had. (laughs) Well, most of the rules I remember, I remember because I had trouble with them. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. <laughs> yeah, there for a reason. But um, yeah, I remember for sure when I was growing up, um, we lived in a lot of different places, but one of the places we lived was on um, a military base mm. and we had a curfew. And not only did we have like a nightly curfew where we had to, like kids had to be in their homes, but um, my family had rules, right? About like if mom and dad aren't home, don't go out of the house. And I remember, I remember one time I, uh, I didn't, break the rule completely because I was still on the property, right? But I was sitting out front in the front yard uh, talking with some friends um, when my mom wasn't home and I knew that I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I knew that I was supposed to stay in the house. But I did it anyways. And then I saw her like driving down the street. So I'm like, oh, scatter! (laughs) So uh, yeah, everybody sort of scattered and I ran in the house. But of course she saw me. I mean, yeah. You were caught. I was was totally caught. Um, Yeah. So now you have two boys. Do you have a different understanding of rules now oh, being a parent? To- totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they probably think that I love rules, right? <laughs> I'm just like the rule setter. <laughs> like, let's make it happen. But yeah, like I know now like, oh, yeah, she wanted me to stay in the house because she knew I'd be safe there. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Rules really are a gift. And in their, in the best sense, they come out of love. Right. And I think we see, we will see that in the rules that God gives us. But at the same time, sometimes rules make life hard. Yeah. Um, But we know that God's rules certainly have a purpose uh, multi-layered purpose in our lives. So we're going to read about those rules, and we're going to read a couple chapters in Exodus uh, where we, we've moved from this place where the, the Israelites are struggling in the wilderness. They're, they're looking for God to provide for them. They've been hungry. They've been cranky. Uh, and now God has provided for their stomachs. He's given them food, manna from heaven. He's given them water from a rock, uh, but now he's going to give them a, a different kind of gift. And those, 
the gift of, of rules, the gift of, of the Ten Commandments. And so we will begin in Exodus 19. I'm reading from the NIV, uh, if you want to follow along. In the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on the very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings, and brought you out myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned to the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all people. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, Be careful that you do not go up to the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. He shall surely be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on him. Whether man or animal, he shall not be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they go up to the mountain. After Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them, and they washed their clothes. Then he said to the people, Prepare yourselves for the third day. Abstain from sexual relations. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. They stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace. The whole mountain trembled violently. And the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Then Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up and the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people so they do not force their way through to see the Lord, and many of them perish. Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves or the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us. Put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. The Lord replied, Go down and bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord or he will break out against them. So Moses 
went down to the people and told them. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery in Egypt. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the father to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do, not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. When the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites this, You have seen for yourselves that I have spoken to you from heaven. Do not make any gods to be alongside me. Do not make for yourselves gods of silver or gods of gold. Make an altar of earth for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, your sheep and goats and your cattle, Wherever I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and bless you. If you make an altar of stones for me, do not build it with dressed stones, for you will defile it if you use a tool on it. And do not go up to my altar on steps, lest your nakedness be exposed on it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Boy, lots going on there. Uh, a big lead up to when we get the Ten Commandments. Steph, as you listened, as you heard that, what were some of the things that stood out to you or what did you notice or what questions came up in your mind? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm like taking notes frantically over here. I'm like hearing all <laughs> sorts of new things. I didn't, you know, I've been Isn't in Isn't it this, amazing how that happens? Yeah, like, wow, scripture. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I noticed was that, I, that we didn't talk about was this I, boundaries in general. Like God actually made a boundary mm. so that he could give boundaries. Mm. Mm. And he's like, okay, do not touch the mountain. 
Like, can y'all follow that one? <laughs> Don't touch the mountain. <laughs> yeah, the, he puts up a physical boundary right. to say this place is now holy. Right. And don't cross that boundary because this place is set apart that is an interesting thing so and then as yes and as you were reading i was like oh the word consecrated stood out to me in that moment too because he said you know i go consecrate the people Mm -hmm. and then he shows them he shows moses what that is by consecrating the mountain Mm -hmm. which like i'm sorry we did not talk about this but it's totally i was like wow that just so cool um Something that did stick out to me, though, um, that was, like, there's so many, it feels like a lot of rules. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then when you think about it, this is really only just a snippet. You know, these are ten commandments. And then, like, if you look at just even the first five books in the Bible, there's, like, um, 613 mm. rules. Yeah. So right? hundreds of laws that, yeah. that God gives. Um, but you know, and then, but then thinking about that, um, God's not doing it without a purpose, hmm. right? So, I, yeah, he's really like, if you look through the whole, the first five books, the Torah, the law, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really the story about God created humanity and then invited humanity to partner faithfully with him as people made in his image, in his wisdom. You know, like, here's my wisdom. Mm-hmm. Follow these, mm-hmm. just stay in these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, seriously, don't touch the bottom of the mountain or you'll die. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I really was struck by this idea of, here the people are in the wilderness. They come to the mountain. Mm-hmm. And the mountain becomes this heaven and earth place. So Moses goes up the mountain. God descends to the top of the mountain. And there at the top of the mountain, heaven and earth come together. And then as as Moses comes down with those commandments, that heaven place becomes part of the earth place through this gift of the commandments. Mm. So through the word of God, I mean the very word in these commandments, heaven and earth meet because it's the wisdom the holiness of god that's totally set apart uh even by a boundary right but that that holiness and wisdom then crosses the boundary into the lives of of the people and you know another thing that i noticed as i was reading is uh verse 8 of chapter 19 mm-hmm. the people all responded together we will do everything the lord has said <laughs> And I thought to myself, will you? Really? <laughs> Are we sure about that? I don't know that we will. And if I, right. if I ever said that, which I've probably said, God, I'll do whatever you ask of me. Right. <laughs> How quickly does that change? Oh, but not that. <laughs> yeah. I'll do anything. <laughs> but not that. But not that. Uh, so then they, they do this preparation, which is really an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. They wash their clothes. Uh, and when does the Lord come the third day. Interesting. Interesting. Isn't that, that, Mm -hmm. that on the third day they see the presence of God, which of course mirrors the, the story that where this is all leading, uh, that, that on the third day, Jesus will rise from Mm -hmm. the dead. And all of that preparation, that's that, that consecration that like just became 
clearer to me as you were reading this time. Like they were doing that to sit. They're setting themselves apart. He's setting them apart. And then this is their response to mm-hmm. that. Like, okay, then we will do this. Yep. Because we are set apart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting thing. So let's talk for just a moment. Uh, if we read through the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. My Bible has at the top of chapter 20 the Ten Commandments. Yep. There are ten there. Uh, but different traditions order them differently. As yeah. Lutherans, uh, we follow the, the Catholic order, which makes uh, the first two commandments that are spoken there, you shall have no other gods before me, and you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything on heaven, earth, above the earth, uh, below. Mm-hmm. We, we fold those two together. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph, do you think we should get hung up on the ordering of the commandments? Or? No. no um, and we talked about this during the Bible study, too. Um, the, the ordering was put there by humans so that we can try to make sense <laughs> of God's laws um, of the commandments. But really, no, it's the principle. Like, what, what is God trying to give us? Well, what are we supposed to, what wisdom are we supposed to learn from these Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and 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 is it even really ten? I mean, you could probably pull out eleven, um, but humans decided, nope, ten. Ten is easy for us to remember, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're going to put a chapter and we're going to put verses here so that we can, you know, try to make sense. Yeah. So as you read your Bible, um, you know, one thing to know is that in the original text there were no chapter numbers, there were no verse numbers. Um, a lot of times there were no spaces between the sentences or it was just all one big Mm -hmm. block of text. And so when you see, you know, like if I look at my Bible, I see that uh, the the commandments are actually tabbed over. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just in addition to help us to to read and to understand and to see uh, what's going on in the text. But those are later adaptations to, to the text itself so that we can hopefully come to a clearer understanding. There is a, a, as we look at the Ten Commandments as Lutherans, there, there is a, a division in mm-hmm. them. Uh, the fir- you know, you might say that the first three mm-hmm. have you looking up. Uh, they're about our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that follow, starting with uh, number four, honor your father and mother, those, those uh, have us looking side to side at mm-hmm. the world around us. Steph, what do you think is is at the heart of of the commandments? What's at the heart of these rules that God has given to the people of Israel, but then also to us? Yeah. So these, like overall, I mean, and we even saw this in leading up to in uh, chapter 19, God gave us this law and these boundaries to show us how much he loves us. I know it doesn't feel like in the moment, but like like we were talking about with my mom uh, and my dad telling me that I had to stay in the house, right? Like I had those boundaries to keep me safe and to, you know, like for my benefit because they love me, right? So he gives us these laws to show his love for us. And he even talks about like uh, in 19.5, it's like, you'll be my treasured possession and you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Like we're set apart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sh- shows us how much 
he loves us. And then you're right, like those first three commandments are like, uh, shows us how to love him. You know, no other gods before me. Don't make any other idols. Mm-hmm. Don't take my name in vain. And then, um, and then how to love one another. And then, so even, and then we see the fulfillment of this. We see this in Jesus, right? Like as we're still, as humans are still wrestling and Jesus is in front of them now. Um, Jesus is like, okay, here you go. Love God, love others. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. this is how you, this is how you do this. He makes that same division, right? Right. Of, yep. Yeah. Um, those are the biggest things that I pulled out of that. So at the heart of, heart of the commandments is really love. Yeah. It's about our love for, it's about first God's love for us. Yep. It's about uh, how we then reflect as image bearers of God, how we then reflect that love back towards God. Right. And how we reflect that love back into the world. Right. Um, so it's, it's about our love for him and about our love for one another. I heard this, I cannot remember where, but I heard someone explaining the Ten Commandments once, the law of God, and, and they, they talked about how when they were growing up, when, the, when their grandma would come to visit, mm-hmm. the house would, they would prepare the house in a special way, hmm. and they would, there would be things that they would do differently because the presence of this wonderful person who loved them was now with them. Yeah. And they said, you know, it's the same way with God that, that these commandments are, are uh, someone special, holy, important yeah. is coming to dwell with us. God is coming to be in our midst. And so because of that, we are going to set some different parameters and rules yeah. to prepare the, the space and the place to, to reflect the holiness of that moment. And I just, I thought that was a, a beautiful way to think about this as, as a gift because when these commandments are fulfilled, we, we come to realize that, that God's presence is is with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, an amazing thing. And of course, as Lutherans, we, we see the commandments in, in three different ways. The, the first is that the commandments of God, the laws of God, they're a curb. You know, they, they keep our sin in check. Mm. Uh, then the thing that they do, which is really hard for us, is, is that they become a mirror. When you and I read the commandments, the first thing that we notice is that, hey. oops. <laughs> I fail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to call you out, Steph, but. Uh, <laughs> but we see that. I mean, like, that's a theme throughout all of this, right? Like, this sets it up so perfectly. Like there's this, okay, a law boundary is given and then Israel rebels Mm -hmm. and then a law is given and Israel rebels. Like, Mm -hmm. so God's laws are good and they show us wisdom and, uh, but they also (laughs) expose Israel's inability to be God's faithful partners in covenant on their own. Yep. So where does that drive us then? When we see, when we, when I look at the commandments and I say, Oops, I didn't do that one right. <laughs> I didn't do that one right. Um, and scripture tells us, you know, if you've broken one, you've broken them all. Oh, right. So and where does that where does that leave us as a people? Uh, in need of a savior. Yeah. I mean, it drives us to the cross, right? Um, yeah, and you know, and then Jesus, he doubled down on a lot of these commandments 
and like oh, and don't don't just not murder i if you even have hatred in your heart for a yeah. brother or sister yeah don't just not commit adultery if you even have lust yeah you know like he doubled down and then fulfilled all the laws for us and like took care of that sin problem and then sent the advocate so that our rebellious hearts can you know become softened by the holy spirit mm-hmm. and yeah and, and we can learn to love the boundaries even that we're given and see them. And so then in that place, the commandments again become a gift where yeah. it teaches us how to live. Yeah. It teaches us how to, how to live in the presence of God and how to reflect God's goodness into the world. Can you imagine a world without these commandments? I mean, it would be utter chaos. I mean, it's interesting. Even people who do not believe in Jesus for the most part stay within some of these commandments mm-hmm. most of these commandments mm-hmm. yeah it'd be chaos yep there yeah the wisdom of God makes sense in the world mm-hmm. absolutely well I'm sure we could spend uh, hours oh totally picking each one apart and Easily. figuring out what they mean um, for our lives and and we should do that we should spend time reading the commandments and you know i would even advocate for memorizing them mm. uh there's only 10 so i think it's possible <laughs> it's doable a couple of them are pretty short <laughs> yeah that's right do not steal <laughs> yeah yeah that's a memorable one yeah. um but important to remember that these commandments are a gift which i think is a shift from where all of us begin when we're little kids getting rules from right. parents or school or or whatever it might be but but there's a gift here and and to know that they were important to Jesus and so because mm-hmm. of that they're important to us um, so take some time this week folks who are listening in and and maybe just read Exodus 20 again to get those commandments seated in the right place in your mind and in your heart and and then go about doing your best to fulfill them, knowing and trusting that you won't get it right, but but God will be with you in the midst of that. So mm-hmm. thank you for listening. Steph, thanks for being here today it's with us. Um, we will be back again next week. We hope to have you join us. Remember to like, subscribe, to give us a rating, and remember also to stay deeply rooted. <laughs>